At RICO, we make TMI work for the healthcare industry. From automated patient registration to 3D surgical modeling to the doctor will see you now. There's no such thing as too much information. Our experts unlock the power of your trapped information so you can spend more time focused on what matters most, your patients. We love TMI. RICO, imagine change. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves, that, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Old school Nick Trivia. He's been lined up. Grant has been waiting on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Grant, what's up? Not much, DP. How you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good, brother. Nick, your question, sir. All right, Grant. I switched it up, man. I need the top offense in terms of yards per game in the SEC, and it is not Florida. It's not Bama, uh, what he said. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah, Bama. Not, it's not Alabama. It's not Alabama. My bad. I'll go with Ole Miss. All right. Look at Grant balling. Nice job, Grant. You get Look some Beatrice Grant. Bakery. Yeah. What? So, Grant, we've got some. You got some choices. There's strawberry daiquiri cake, key lime cake. Uh, you've got the chocolate Merlot. <laughs> you've got. <laughs> What 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 strikes your fancy? What 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 what's your flavor taste? Um, what were the first two again? So strawberry daiquiri, key lime, lemon drop, vanilla rum, chocolate rum, chocolate merlot. Yeah, chocolate rum. That's what we're gonna have for All you. Right, well man. done, well done. We'll hook him up. We'll hook him up, the folks from Beatrice Bakery. Let's go back to the Honda League and Hotline. Brandon has a question for Jay. Brandon, what's up? What's up, Brandon? Hey, question for you, Jay. I uh, Looking at the football program and where it's got, I know it's kind of off topic here today, but when you were playing ball back in the day, uh, compared to what you see nowadays in around the team in the locker room, Back when you played, you had guys, you know, I don't know specifically your whole uh, background and story, but you had a lot of guys from the state um, that grew up on farms, um, hardworking kids, weren't afraid of work ethic, had leadership roles, um, and they were able to step in and say things to guys who maybe made a mistake or got out of line. Um, Do you think – with the way our generation is nowadays with the young kids, do you think that has played a huge role with the development of the team um, over the last few years as well? Uh, that's a great. That's a great question. Um, I think it's kind of been, you know, trending towards that way to where it is now for quite some time. This is even before you know Scott, you know, got here. Because if you look at kids these days, if you just go to the mall. They don't communicate. They'll be walking down, say, 
three of them are at the mall, they'll be texting each other when they could literally say whatever they need to say to each other. So um, now how does that, you know, affect football or pertain to football? Well, if you can't communicate about fun things, you definitely can't communicate about things that are somewhat, you know, intense or, you know, not what you want to hear. So, um, yeah, I think it's affected, you know, a place like Nebraska. Um, and if you don't, if you're not, you know, everybody's dealing with the same issues, but it's a little bit harder when you haven't been winning, you know, recently. So, um, those are all the things that you gotta, you know, take into account. Some kids can handle it, but you see, I guess the really to answer your question, when I came to college, a high percentage of kids could handle tough talk and, um, being pushed right to be better and do better or conform to whatever I guess culture or whatever you had in place you know just kind of if you didn't do it you stuck out like a sore thumb now um you get more pushback and more entitlement more um they think they're telling you what you want to hear but then showing you something else so forth and so on so it's a difference of a kid um they've been empowered to do so um you know, some cases that's good, but when it comes to sports, is you know, I, I don't really see that it being very, very effective. Um, so it's just part of the deal. So the, that's one of the hard things you got to do. You got to, you know, as much as you got to look at measurables, you got to almost look at personalities, personality traits, um, you know, heart, uh, competitors, and weigh that more than uh, measurables. Uh, because ultimately that's what you, you know, you're going to want, you know, more football players versus a guy that wins or looks good in the underwear Olympics. The, 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 what I keep coming back to, whether it's Nebraska, Alabama, New England Patriots or other, the, it seems like organizations and universities or programs that have the priority known a lot of this is simple. If yeah, yeah, I mean, you need everybody pulling and moving in the same direction. I think one of the things that really hurt Nebraska, I mean, heck, just look at started off with Steve Peterson and Frank Solich. You know, Frank's going one way, thinking this is what he needs to do. Steve's like, oh, no, we're not only pivoting, we're going the other way. So, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, and it, that's the probably the way it was before Nick Saban got down to Alabama. Um, can't really say that about Ohio State because Ohio State was still winning, but I think Urban Meyer came in there and kind of really settled things down and put that thing in the warp speed. Um, you know, I mean, even Clemson, before Dabo kind of started getting rolling, he had to deal with some issues. It was in the, you know, if you ever watch one of the, I guess, documentaries or like, you know, hour-long shows of his coaching upbringing, uh, wasn't as easy as it looks now, you know, to get kids down to Clemson or get the resources in place to help them be competitive, let alone stay on top. So, um, yeah, everything need, everybody needs to be pulling in the same direction. And one of the things that always sticks in my mind is like whether it was the janitor, fourth team guy, second team guy, new incoming freshman, all American coach, staff, uh, I don't even know if we had analysts back then or whatever, assistant coach, GAs. Everybody was working for the common goal, and that's for her to win. And that's why you had that so much respect down. You know, equipment guys as well. I don't want to, you know, not mention anybody. 
what everybody was doing was right for the university first. What people don't understand is, uh, what kids don't understand these days is, if you don't put yourself above the team and you just worry about playing your best for your teammates, which ultimately is playing your best as an individual, and you have team success, all the individual accolades will come. And they will come in abundance. It will come actually in abundance for guys that normally wouldn't get them. They come in abundance. So when you start getting those individual accolades, then you start getting a more spotlight to if you have you know aspirations to go to the next level. What these kids don't understand, this is what the funny thing is, because I don't think kids across America put a lot of emphasis on winning, right? Um, or going to a place that, you know, like one of the big things, I want to go somewhere that was winning, you know, because I want to go to a bowl game. I'm coming from Minnesota. I want to go down there like Florida or something. So what they don't understand is when these GMs are out there and they have all these guys like the, you know, with the different colors like you got on the screen up there mm -hmm. and whatever they have their color code as, you know, the guy that might be, a, you know, say like the, in that third level there, which is green, mm -hmm. he might be moving up to where that dark green is if he's from Alabama. Now, if you take that guy. Or Nebraska. Oh, yeah, or Nebraska, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just saying because Alabama won it last yeah. year. You know, so just say you take that guy and put his measurables up there against a guy, say, from Vanderbilt. Right? Same position. Uh, the guy from Vanderbilt probably played four years because there's not as much depth. This guy played two years. Say he has, you know, national championship or two. He's all SEC. Dude's, you know, second team or third team. But when they get on the bench, 40, turn on the film, guy from Vanderbilt is pretty much dominating. The only guy on his team, they're taking the guy that's not as good individually because he's coming from a winning program higher in the in the NFL draft. Guys don't understand that. Um and sometimes they got. But how face. can they? Because there's nobody at Vanderbilt who could tell them the story. Well, the dude from Vanderbilt is is gonna get drafted where he's gonna get drafted. But what I'm saying is is that guys, it just, it's just a, it's just it's. There's probably people that will tell them at Vanderbilt whether they're listening, but it's also part of their circumstances. And so, in, in order to say you know, the supply and demand, whether you come back or not, X, Y, and Z, you got to make the decision smartly and not impulsively. Like the so, it's re it's very known about Florida State, Miami. You know, whenever I talk about the U, the Ohio State, where the fraternity of being right. a player there holds not only a path to how you're going to get to the pros, but there's a road because right. those dudes will tell you, one, I can vouch for you, two. Because I know right. where you're from, I know what you've been through. Right, that existed for Nebraska until yeah. 2001. Yeah, then that changes. Yeah, then Be there was a stop sign and, and the road was <laughs> the road was closed and it was it was uh, permanently under under construction for four years. You know, and then or however long it was. Right, but and now it's kind of what you were talking about with the young folks. I'm not sure the folks remember what it was like to have the path. To have the pathway, like well, and that and that and that Husker birthright, sure. To to having a faster track to the NFL or whatever and conference it's a, titles it's a or whatever, or just be a good right. player. Right. Um, it's probably not because I think a lot of guys come to college and and, and view themselves as like independent contractors. I'm going to do what's best for me. Um, I'm here to do my thing. X, Y, and Z. Now you know where that starts. That starts from. The seven-on-seven seven coaches, middle school coaches, the high school coaches, because they're putting themselves above the team. So so if somebody's been put above 
21 other guys if you think about mm-hmm. op- offense and defense, right? Mm-hmm. It's 11 and 11. Um, and then he comes to college. Why would he think any different? Why would he think he th- there needs to be a pecking order in the locker room because his he views himself just as good as you because maybe he has – 10,000 more Twitter followers or whatever they're on. Yeah, that part. That So that so it's 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 a they're a victim of their circumstance, but then you know, they get once they get that harsh reality, they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to deal with somebody telling you, you know, you know, look you had a decent year, but you you know, you're not ready. You're not ready. You you need to kind of you know what I mean? What what happened? It doesn't mean if somebody tells you you're not ready, that doesn't mean that you're not good. It means you're just not necessarily ready for what you think you're ready for. So the best thing is Let's sit up here together and let's find a way to make sure you are ready. Because when you come out there and you're ready, your 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 football play or whatever you know you're talking about is going to be a lot easier and it's going to be more more fruitful for you from the beginning. So I'm trying to save yourself from save you from yourself, considering you aren't equipped to deal with some of the things that you're trying to equip to face uh, very shortly. Well, they don't know what they don't know. And there are a lot of people who have been armed with, oh, you just being a hater. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Foreman just being a hater. I'm ready. Yeah. And he, no, 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 no. What what Foreman's doing is he's educating. Yeah. See, the hardest thing about football versus hockey, definitely basketball, um, there's no minor league. There's no NFL Europe to go to. I guess you could go to Canada, but it's not directly with the mm-hmm. NFL. Different, different games. And um, and just say, okay, fine. There's just the NFL and there's Canadian football league. After that, there's nowhere else to go, and there's so many players. Why is there no minor league? Have we figured that uh, out yet? Oh, I think the NFL owners are like, nah, we want it all. They should. They should have it. Well, well, well NFL be- Europe was great because you got Kurt Warner out there. He's a Hall of Fame uh, well, quarterback. Well, just follow what 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 NBA did in creating more, I think it's more creating pilot so programs. I think it's, it's insurance. I don't know, man. I mean, that's a good question. I think you know we need to you know track down Roger Goodell. I mean, and ask. We know that there is involved. You have practice squads, and whenever there a new league pops up. There are a bunch of people who pop up ready yeah, for this. Ready set. for it. And also at these towns that are cities that they had them at, like the most recent one, uh, the football was good and the attendance started to really ramp up because it was mm-hmm. actually really good football. Um, I don't know why. Uh, but, you know, really that's what separates football from a lot of – that's why making the right decision, doing the right thing, understanding the long game versus the short game, understanding that competition is so thick – because just to get on the field at the University of Nebraska is an accomplishment in itself. It's not a birthright. You're not entitled to it. It's something that you should appreciate and, um, you know, definitely have a perspective. Uh, because there's plenty of people that can come in here um, and do what you do if they get the opportunity. Or if you're not, if you're choosing not to do what everybody else is doing, then you can find somebody. I can find a knucklehead anywhere. You know, I can find somebody that wants to kind of you know, fake it till you make it type of deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can find those anywhere. I mean, those are dime a dozen. You're, you're, you, you need to be trying to separate yourself from the normal and uh, exceed expectations. And so, uh, football is a hard sport to play. Um, it, and there's no minor league. There's no, you know, Europe, Europe, and you can go to, you know, you can play over in Israel. You can play over in Spain. You can play in the. You, you, there's nowhere else to go because once you're done. You done. So if you decide to jump out there, okay, 
And once you leave the confines of Lincoln, it, you know, to say Lincoln, mm-hmm. you know, you have uh, a ton of safety nets, right? Um, you got support staff at the with the which Nebraska has a tremendous support staff from mental health, nutrition, whatever you need, right? Mm-hmm. And their support staff um, with you know guys that work for the, you know with and for the football team. You got the coaches, then you got players that you might have came in with in your class or close class before you or after you that you can consider friends. You get up there and try to get out there with some grown men, and you're not ready to work and you can't produce. And you just say, "Oh, I don't, I, you know, I'm going to go out there and sleepwalk through the first half of a preseason game." Well, I can promise you this: comes uh, the preseason games are usually on Saturday, Monday. You might be on, the, you might be already back in Lincoln. But think of it this way: so Nebraska has 150 kids under the umbrella, right? And they're insured, they're provided for at some level, right? Sure, different levels. So if you can do it for 150. Minor league teams, NFL teams could do it for 50 as a development place running the same system and then set an age boundary. Let's just say, you know, you you, you 30 and under, like arbitrary number. Yeah, I mean, you you can put those in place. I mean, Kansas City can find – I mean, think about it. Omaha would be a great place for a minor league for, for Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Right? Like, you you're you're connected. There's enough Iowa and Nebraska football players around for you to be able to draw and have competition for those jobs. But it's just when do you do it because the offseason, or at least was, the offseason was so important. You know what I mean? When you have, Now they don't really have an offseason. Um, well, think about think about think about this way. 1% of football players play in the NFL. Oh, I know. I, I agree like, with like you. Like literally 99% of the I'm population. talking about an NFL-sanctioned one from the perspective of the mini camps and stuff were kind of like – Kind of like it, but it didn't have the number of players because you had guys that were generally going to make the roster. So to to have another league, you know, then that would require them to actually, you know, do some extra work. Well, but basketball goes up and down. Like you can go oh, yeah. from right baseball, you can go up and down. Hockey, you can Listen, go up and down. I agree with you because I look at it like this: <laughs> if I played six games in, you know, whatever minor league, mm-hmm. and the Minnesota Vikings call me up. You ain't gonna hear me talking about I'm worn out, right? Or if I played a full, say the full season is in the. And here's the thing: is the season wouldn't be 16, 17 games. It would probably be eight, six to eight games. Right. I'm already. I look already. I'm it's already, resume. I'm already in game shape. And it's resume. Yeah. It's resume, and then and you can you, highlight you, and show out you, and get an invite. I, I got the insight. I got the off season to, to rest. Right. I mean, real off season. Yeah. Like I say, you say you get called up and you ball out and. You know, look at P.J. Walker down there in Carolina. Sam Sam Darnold gets his shoulder blown out. He was in the XFL, I think, yeah. right, or the last league. He bought out. He probably would have been an MVP of the league if it didn't get shut down. You know, Coach Rule coached him at, at Temple. Now look at him getting an NFL I mean, start. Joshua Johnson's st- still he, playing. He's still playing. St- hey, doing, hey, I'm telling you, you get in the best position is either uh, punter, long snapper, or, or backup quarterback. And and you can never have enough of them. You can never have, yeah. You can't. You can, if you run the scout team, you're out there, and you're going to be the best teammate to the guy that's the starter, or the first round pick, or the future fran- future of the franchise. Um, but wouldn't that give you like a an actual practice squad? You could. It would be it would be very <laughs> advantageous for it. But um, you know, I think it would be hard. You know, I think right now to get all the owners on board. 
to kind of put the resources into it because you're going to have to pay the players. Uh, it's not something that can't be done. It's just whether – here's here's what I would say. The NFL product, is, which I always tell people, the NFL's entertainment is so fruitful. Mm-hmm. They don't have any, like, zest to do something else because, like, dude, we could just hey, – But they have gonna, the money. This is enhanced product. Right, from I the bottom you, up. I, but I just answered your question, though. We did it. So, so this, so when I'm in the minor league basketball circuit, and we're telling people from an independent standpoint, you shouldn't have private owners running these minor league teams. They should be under the umbrella of the NBA. And we had to show them how it was done, and had to tell them how it was going to be done. And then inch it was, and went from ABA to CBA to D League to G League. Because we had to keep showing them at the next level that, oh, there really is financial and physical value to, for us being in control of what happens beneath us. Right. So, I don't know. At some point, I think the NFL needs to get it together. Um, I'll call. You know. Maybe they're doing when Tom Brady retires and there's no other good QBs. they got to start developing. <laughs> Tom Brady going to mess around and play until he's like 50. <sighs> How, what is that? Come on, it, Jay. There has to be a reason. He can't yeah, just he knows be how to play the. He knows how to play the position of quarterback. So, so he. What, the, what these teams are doing? Here's here's the thing. The defenses that they're running aren't next level. The players aren't very good football players from a schematic standpoint, a technique standpoint, and they're all you know they're probably better athletes, right? This dude is up there beating them just just on his head alone. Well, he's playing catch. He's playing pitch right. and catch. He's like he's not been, he's not been hit. Ain't nobody hit him at the knee. Nobody's pressing. Right? They can't hit him in the head. Well, it's not. That's not it. He's playing the position of quarterback better than anybody else. You know how many running quarterbacks then came and left the league <laughs> by the time Tom Brady's still doing the same thing? I mean, from RG three to Johnny Manziel, uh, Baker Mayfield. I mean, all these dudes come in, and Tom Brady is still doing the dang thing. I'll say this. Nobody holds a football less than Tom Brady. Well, I mean, that's fine. That's a great statement. But at the end of the day, he's playing quarterback better than anybody else ever has done it. They have not figured out quarterback is not a position that you're going to win in the underwear Olympics. You are not going to win that position. You're not going to win. That's not what Tom said. (laughs) Tom Tom said, hey, I was out there. My my, Tidy whiteys. Tidy whiteys. Dad bought at 22 or whatever he was, 23, and I'm still up here doing work. So, I mean, it's it, – some people try to talk themselves into changing the quarterback position. It's one of the few positions in professional sports that it does not matter. You have to be – at the end of the day, mm-hmm. to win a championship, you have to be able to play the position of quarterback. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady, Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer. You got to be yeah. well. You, you, and part of part of playing the position of quarterback is playing keep away, right? It is. <laughs> what, what, oh, the first Super Bowl with the Giants, the Eli had been throwing yeah. interceptions every single week. Was, they told him just do not throw an interception during yeah. the playoffs, and we'll win a championship. There you go. See, he's this, back there with Lynn Dawson. Back there talking about <laughs> Lynn Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> they had a picture of Lynn Dawson at halftime at the Super Bowl smoking, smoking a cigarette. Like, on the sideline. Si- man, like, man, I'm stressed out, man. DP, this is the Super Bowl, man. He's like, I need I need to take me a drag real quick. Take the edge off. 
Oh man! He's like, hey man, uh, what the, what the, what was the coach name talking about? They were trickling. What's his name? Yeah, Hank Stram. Hank Stram. Hey, he said, hey, Coach Hank, you got you a light? You, you, hey, you got a lighter? <laughs> He's like, he come over there talking. <laughs> no, no, no. Hank Stram told the story of beers at halftime. Dude, he would wild, go to the coach's office and just drink beer. <laughs> they were wild back then. Oh, man, it's good stuff. So. So Rocky Russo from the Lincoln Stars was here today. Uh, he says he forgot to give away tickets uh, for Friday. So he, we've got a couple of four-packs that we will give away. Nick, we need more questions for you. Yeah, so we got, uh, we got, yeah, we got two four-packs to give away for Friday's Lincoln Stars game, and we'll do that next. Nick Trivia rides again. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.